Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, a retired police officer, a revenge-seeking traumatized youth, a mysterious evil organization, your average non-threatening bookstore, tons of violence, and the latest manga releases. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Manga Review, episode 498, Candy and Cigarettes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spirek and Manga Review, some podcasts and bang reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well out there, and hope you're excited for another fun-filled episode, because I know I am. Remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com, or you can email me at Zan, that's X-A-N at Spirekin.com. And with that, let's get started, because... If you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing a manga that was written by Tomonari Inoue, the creator of Kappa Leon. And this is published by Kodansha, which means it's released over here by Seven Seas Entertainment. Now, this was released originally in Young Magazine the Third and Gakan Young Magazine, which means it's a Senen series, and this is more of an action, adventure, gangster, Oji-san story. Yes, there's old men in this. And there's 11 volumes in this interesting manga that ran from 2017 to 2021. And what is the name of this unique manga? Well, the title is Candy and Cigarettes. So this is a property which actually has a main character that is not in the teen range, not in the 20s range, not in the 30s range. No, our main character is 65 years old and recently retired. He is Hiraga Raizo, a former member of the Metropolitan Police Department. He was a security officer. Pretty much what that means is he's the officers that they send to take care of dignitaries or ministers and kind of just stands there and watches and protects people, a professional bodyguard, if you will. And he's recently fallen under some bad luck. Turns out that his grandson, Shota, is suffering from a very debilitating disease. Chesterton's lethargic encephalitis, or the sleeping sickness, or sleepy sickness. Now, for those of you who are unaware of what encephalitis lethargia is, it's a disease that attacks the brain, leaving some victims in a state like... A statue, almost. They're speechless, motionless, and it's a pretty debilitating disease that does not work very well. It tends to be a disease that is difficult to treat on the best of days, and Shota's variant is resistant to treatment. So there's not much they can do. Raizo's daughter is distraught about this because her son's going to be in a coma for the rest of his life. However, there's a possibility of a new experimental treatment that might work. However, their insurance doesn't cover it, and it's a million yen a month. So it's pretty expensive. So because he loves his grandson, Ryza says this. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to mortgage my house. I'm giving you my entire pension, and then I'll fund the money somehow, some way. And that's what he's going to do. He ends up retiring, selling his house, living in a crappy apartment, and he's working at a convenience store trying to save up the money to help his grandson out. And things aren't working. Eventually he gets to the point where he wants to sell his kidneys or his organs so he can make some money, but that's not really going to work because he's a chain smoker. And he, while he is an old man, he is still at the top of his game. He is someone who is an excellent marksman, he's physically strong, and he's pretty athletic. He's a fifth level Don in Judo, so because he has all that training from being a police officer. And as he's trying to figure out what he's going to do, because everyone treats him horribly at his job, and because they think he's an idiot, he ends up seeing 
an advertisement looking for someone who is a fifth level Don in Judo, uh, expertise using a handgun, and being very sociable. This is for an organization known simply as the SS Agency. And he ends up applying because, hey, it says a million dollars a month. And a million dollars a month is exactly what he needs. Because that way he can pay his bills and life will be good. So he ends up going to where the interview is, this store, which is called Desperado Used Bookstore. And Desperado is just a little bookstore. And there's a young girl inside. He's like, hey, is this where the SS agency is little girl i have to find this place for an interview and she's like yep this is the place let me see your let me see your resume she looks at it and then calls her boss and the boss in a hidden back room is kinume and kinume explains exactly what's going on the agency is a established off-record nonprofit organization serving the public good he is being hired to assist them in the situation they're technically not part of the government they're known for the other things, and his job is to assist with the situation, and he'll be paid 1 million yen a month, and the large money is for his discretion. So he's like, all right, I'll take the job, so we're going to have you do on-the-job trial. If you do good, we'll hire you. If not, it doesn't work out. So they tell him to go to this location. They're going to give him an outfit, and he goes to a hotel, and they have kind of a cleaner's outfit. Like He looks like a janitor, and he has a huge bucket. And they tell him, you got to go to room 1023. He ends up going to 1023. He's like, oh, so I'm going to guess a state cleaner maybe? And walks in and there's a dead body in the room. And it was recently killed and someone's in the shower. And he's like, oh, God, I'm going to get killed. Is the killer in there? No, it's the little girl he met earlier. He freaks out, doesn't know what's going on. And she explains they're assassins. Their job is to take out the trash of the world without anybody knowing about it. They're off the books. They're need to know only. And the guy that she just killed is a drug dealer who had friends in the higher-up, so he kept out of prison and was doing very vile, reprehensible things. So she took care of it for him, and his job is to clean it up. And he does it spectacularly, so he's really good at cleaning. And she said, yeah, if you had ran off, I would have killed you immediately because you know too much. But they're leaving, and turns out a bunch of other goons from the drug dealer's family show up. And he ends up showing how awesome he is because the... Manga opens up where he's running from being shot saying, I'm too old for this shit. This is my twilight years. And what ensues is the rest of his trial. I'm not going to tell you what happens because it is actually really funny, but it is impressive. And he ends up working in this company with this young girl whose name is Suzukaze Miharu. And her deal is that her family got murdered by a mysterious organization and she wants revenge on them. She killed one of the burglars who broke into their house, but she's going to track everybody else down. So she is working with him, and she's just a kid who is an assassin by night, and during day, she's a fifth grader who's really bad at math, and she is absurdly wealthy. She doesn't spend her money on anything because her whole family's dead. She doesn't want for anything. The only thing she buys are her luxury apartment, guns, and the rest of it goes into a huge pile in her living room. She's got a bathtub full of money. She says it took her two years to fill it up. And she doesn't care about it. She'd be willing to lend the guy the money to save his grandson. But he's like, no, I'm not a mooch. I may borrow some money, but nothing crazy. And it's these two and their adventures. And each one is slightly different. You learn more about the characters as it goes on. And it's... Your typical crime noir story with a twist of it being partnership between an old man and a young girl and them doing all these different 
cases, then at the end of the first volume, we do learn about a sinister organization that's behind everything that they're hunting down called the Grand Line. Not to be confused with the Grand Line from One Piece, but this is a different Grand Line, and they are in charge of several nefarious items. What happens with them? Well, you have to read further to find out. As the story goes, it's an enjoyable read that brings you back to that old noir style. It's a crime story, and our protagonists are both very unique, and you want to know more about them. I mean, you have Miharu, who, until you find out her backstory, there's more going on to it. She seems very odd for being a young girl who, at times, is a stone-cold killer, and at other times, she's a girl who's watching videos with her friends and dancing like an idiot. So, she has this juxtaposition, and then you have Raizo, who is trying to deal with the situation as best he is in Walt, seeing the rest of the world as it is, seeing how some of the things he accepted as a police officer were not the right things to do, and also his dedication to being Miharu's partner, and more important than that, a good grandfather, is part of his character, and you want to know more as you read this story. Now, the artwork is, it feels like a mixture of banana fish and gunsmith cats. I love it. I love this art style. It's well done, it's not too fanservice-y, and more importantly than that, it's one that draws your eyes to all the little moments and all the little sections. And the action sequences are spectacularly designed, and they're put through. I would love to see this as a anime. I don't think this would happen because supposedly the series got cancelled by Volume 11. Not entirely sure, but I would love to see how this goes in a live action format or in a anime format. We'd have to wait and see. So how is the actual production quality? Seven Seas does a great job. They actually did a imprint for the cover. So Candy and Cigarettes, the title is actually sticking out. You could feel it. On the front is glossy, but the cool part is the back is matte. So it's two different production styles for the artwork and it looks really cool. It gives it a very different feel to it because that back, you feel it's matte. It's not the glossy, so it's a nice mix. The interior, there's not a lot of white space, which is kind of shocking. There is tons of great artwork. Like, you see the actual logo, Candy and Cigarettes, on the interior and cover and back cover. And you have tons of extra artwork pieces, including designs of his apartment. And, well, there's more, but I'm not going to spoil it. So, for all these reasons, I'm going to have to give Candy and Cigarettes... A bar from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky. Now, I know what you're thinking. I was raving the best. This is one of the greatest mangas ever, and it's really inventive and really cool. And I will admit that. However, this is for a specific mindset. This is not going to appeal to everybody. I know several people who would not like this story because there's not any romance in it. There's not any real drama, like dramatical moments. This is a noir story, and there's drama in the fact that you have the girl whose family got killed and she wants revenge, and the old man whose grandson is having a really horrific disease but there isn't there's no school life in this and unless you're a certain age you're not going to appreciate the fact that the main character is 65 years old i mean he's got 25 years on me but still i love this character and i think he's really well done and i think it's good but i don't think this is for everybody and that's why i'm going to have to lower the rating a bit but it's still an amazing story and i highly recommend it so yeah, borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky for this. Now if you've read Candy and Cigarettes and you disagree with me, think it is worth the really, really, really effing cool, read it now, let me know. Email me at or tweet me at Spirekin. 
I promise I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. If you're on our Patreon, well, let us know what you thought as well. And so let's get to the manga releases for the week. This is what came out on November 15th, 2022. And we have 30 titles that came out this week, and I'm excited for a couple of them. So going backwards, we've got Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead, Volume 8. Yuri is My Job, Volume 10. Witch Hat Atelier, Volume 10. VU Prototype, The Light Novel, Volume 2. Trapped in a Dating Sim, The World of Otome Games is Tough for Mobs, Volume 6. This is Screwed Up, But I Was Reincarnated as a Girl in Another World, Volume 4. The Weakest Tamer Begins a Journey to Pick Up Trash, Volume 2. The Seven Deadly Sins, Four Nights of the Apocalypse, Volume 6. The Dungeon of Black Company, Volume 8. The Dawn of the Witch, Volume 1, Light Novel. Sina Alice, Volume 2. Rooster Fighter, Volume 2. Requiem of the Rose King, Volume 16. Rent a Really Shy Girlfriend, Volume 3. Oroki, The Perfect Edition, Volume 3. Mashal, Magic and Muscle, Volume 9. Machimaho, I Messed Up and Made the Wrong Person into a Magical Girl, Volume 11. I'm the Evil Overlord of an Intergalactic Empire, Light Novel, Volume 3. Futari Escape, Volume 1. Free Life Fantasy Online, Immortal Princess, Light Novel, Volume 2. Fire Force, Volume 29. Eden Zero, Volume 19. Do You Like Big Girls, Volume 5. Beastars, Volume 21. Asumi-chan is interested in Lesbian Brothels, Volume 1. Asadora, Volume 6. As a reincarnated aristocrat, I'll use my appraisal skill to rise in the world, Volume 1. An older guy's VR first love. A Keshek record of bastard magic introduction, Volume 15. And then last, certainly not least, A Tale of the Secret Saint, Volume 4. Now for me, the ones I'm interested in are Zom 100, Trapped in a Dating Sim, The Dungeon of Black Company, Dawn of the Witch, Rent a Really Shy Girlfriend, I'm the Evil Lord of an Intergalactic Empire, and Asadora. Which the ones you're most excited about? Let me know. Email me zansparkin.com or tweet me at Sparkin. And let me know your thoughts and what you, you feel about this. And before we go any further, I'd like to thank you guys, the listeners. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I love when I get messages from you. It gives me more motivation and incentive to keep doing this podcast because it just gives me energy when I see you guys interacting with me and just interacting in general, and I appreciate it. So I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can until I'm an old man who has to read manga with thick glasses and a magnifying glass. And I'm going to keep going. And if you want to check out any of our earlier episodes, you can check them out at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N, and I guarantee you find us one way or the other. We're also on TikTok. We're kind of experimenting with it right now. Right now, the only one is my Zanspirekin account, but I am opening up another one as well. Right now on the Zanspirekin.com, we only have the Black Panther initial review and a Gundam build, but we're working on that. And if you enjoy what you hear, support our Patreon and help us create more fun content for you to enjoy where there's tons of content that you can interact with. And with that in mind, actually, let's get to the part that all of you have been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. So what we're going to do is we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga, and whatever number it lands on, the manga that's in that spot is the one I'm going to review in the next episode of the Spirekin Manga Review, episode 499. We are one episode away from episode 500. Can you believe it? 500 episodes of reviewing manga and 500 mangas I've talked about. So, 
let's make it a good one and let me know what your thoughts are. So let's spin. Number three. So in the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing Tokyo Alien. I don't know what it's about. It might be a sequel to Gantz, or it might be something completely different like Tokyo Revengers or Tokyo ESP. We're going to have to wait for next episode to find out. So anyway, as usual, I am your host, Sam. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. See you later.